You're listening to Brain Fuel with Barbara Brett. The words you speak become the house you live in. And that's what we're going to be talking about again today. And let me tell you what, I am so glad to be here with you with Brain Fuel with Barbara Brett. I'm a culture strategist, and it is my privilege to get to go into communities in my area and off, go into corporations, banks, cities, and absolutely get to work my culture strategies with them, finding them where they're at, and then helping them to develop their foundation, their culture that they want to thrive in, not just merely survive. So I'm excited to be here with you today. If you like what I'm talking about today and you want some samples of this information, go to my website, barbarabritt.com, and I will send you any information you want. I've got a lot of material on this subject and it's something that I'm bringing in with all the companies that I work with in because it makes a difference. So we're going to talk about your words have power. Your words, yours, not someone, your words have power. And we made the mistake of thinking that words won't stay with us or words can't hurt us or words can't hurt someone else when we use those words against somebody. And I'm here to tell you now, without a doubt, yes, they can. They can hurt you and they hurt others. And they go into that subconscious mind. And every time you you get enough nerve up to strive and move forward, they crash you down. Comes back as a reality. It doesn't come back as your truth. So we're going to work on that today. And we're going to show you some different things that you can handle just one more time. And I want you to write this down. I want you to look at it every morning. It says, the words you speak become the house you live in. And I want to ask you this. With those words, are you living or are you merely surviving? Answer that. Are these words empowering me? Are these words emboldening me? Are these words lifting others up? It is allowing us across our town, our community, our neighborhood to join hands and become stronger and to really help one another, or are they being destructive? And that's something we want to know. I've had some examples this week of a a really good friend of mine helping out a friend of hers. Now, she has assisted. She, the the person she's helped is is not a victim. She is a warrior, a tremendous warrior. But at different times in life, we need different people to just step in and extend that hand. And we need to make sure that when we're extending that hand, when we're assisting someone, we're using the right verbiage. We're using verbiage that will make them understand that this is a temporary thing. We're making the verbiage that's helping them to get stronger and stronger so that they can thrive. You know, I'm going to continue using this quote because I love it. Are we building a house that allows us to grow and thrive, that has windows so we can have the sun, that are we building that? Are we building walls to, to, to protect ourselves? But when we do that, we don't grow. That small child, that hurt child, just stays in there and quivers. I, you can, I can tell you, I can see mine. I can see mine. And the thing that helps me most with mine is that I I talked to her. I know, but I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and I've done it because you were my foundation. You were my, you were that, you're that seven-year-old. I'll tell you what, nothing's better than to hear your inner seven-year-old laugh 
or walk into a situation fiercely or to stick up for someone else or to understand that other people have rights and they can make a difference and they can help. So what words are you using for your future self, for your present self? And what words are you cloaking your former self in? Makes a difference what we feed our subconscious. You know, those words to me are so powerful. What are you building with? Well, I choose to build with almost a glass house so that I can see and I can serve. I, I, I choose to build a house that has comfort stations. You walk into my house and the first thing you're going to see is a, a huge couch. You're going to see swivel chairs. They rock and they swivel so you can see the water. I choose to build that house inside of me as well. I want you to think about what you're doing because you're just too important not to choose. Remember, you choose the words. So how do you create these words? And then how do you help them go into that subconscious? Remember the subconscious is like a sponge that absorbs it. Have you told it enough bad things that we don't need to do that anymore? Well, I can tell you what, as soon as I found out about my subconscious and how it works, I have been restoring that self-conscious. I have been putting in positive things in there. And when I can't put something positive in, then I go back and I work really hard. I become a, an awareness of what's really going on and how I can feed, nurture myself. So, so hold yourself powerfully. Hold yourself powerfully. And I mean, walk in your own strength. Walk in your intentionality. I call it owning the floor. Do you own the floor? Well, I own the floor I walk on. And when I go anywhere, again, it doesn't matter if it's a thousand, if it's 3000, if it's 5,000 people, if it's one person, I own the floor underneath my feet. That means that I stand up. I know what I came for. You know, I go into the chamber breakfast on once, once a month the first Friday breakfast. And um, I no longer fear those. In fact, I'm excited because I know my purpose in going. I'm going to connect people. I'm going to connect people that need to know and meet people. I very seldom ever go in because I want to connect with someone so that they would do business. When I do that, it doesn't work very well. But if I go in there with the thing of connecting and providing for other people, saying the right words, making, helping people to stand up in their glory makes a difference. So stand powerfully. You know, how you look at yourself physically, your posture. I grew up in the day and age. I don't think that's done anymore. But in my, in my experience growing up, my mom got on to us all the time about the posture. And she had me stand tall. And she had me, you know, I, that I, I had to stand a certain way. I had to look people in the eye. My mom was very big on that. Look someone in the eye. You greet someone always. Doesn't matter. You always greet them. So I was taught this from the very beginning. And facial expressions. It wasn't until recently I found out that people called a certain name to a facial expression where people looked like they were mad all the time or whatever. And I, I thought that word was so demeaning and, and so hurtful. And I, I won't use that with anybody. And I don't even say it in my mind because when I do, I, I just, I don't want it there. But, 
you know, your facial expressions, smile. Sometimes that's the only thing that you can give to someone that will make an immediate difference right then and there. And it costs you nothing. But I'm going to tell you this, when you smile, smile from the inside out and go all the way to your eyes. I didn't know that people didn't smile with their eyes. And, and I found out that that's true. I smile when I'm on the phone. I smile when I'm on this right now and I can't see you because in my mind's eye, I see you. And I know what that smile will do. I smile when I answer the phone because I want people to know, woohoo, someone's glad I called. Someone's glad to hear from me. And I am. You know, the space you take up, make sure the space that you take up is radiating. I mean, 10 feet from you. Opportunities, possibilities, happiness, belief. I look at someone and I believe in them so hard. And I will loan you my belief until you have it yourself. These are things that we can all do and they're free and they set how we're going to hold ourselves, how we're going to act. You know, you want to be profound, yet a little bit subtle. You know, um, I love to dance and I talk to you guys about dancing all the time. I go out dancing all the time. If I could, I'd dance every single night. I just, I love it. I, the other day, someone said something I thought they're so right. I feel free when I dance. I mean, I just, you know, I'm using my entire body when I dance. And um, I've gone dancing several times and there's a lady that she's a good dancer, but she just absolutely knocks people down around her. And so I find myself like, I, I scoot and scoot and scoot and scoot. And she'll still get there. So then I have to scoot again. So it looks like I'm just this disappear, you know, I just back and forth. Um, but she totally is enjoying herself. She's having the best time ever. She's just not necessarily aware of her surroundings or she's not aware of the of the people in it and, and you know, and that she might be, knocking them out <laughs> so you know be profound when you come in light up that room and then use that language that verbiage okay this shapes how you feel i can tell you what you know people go how are you feeling i feel great it's a it's you guys it's a choice and my words are going to be added in there and they're going to make a difference. Just think if you carried this into the office every day, your workplace, your church, your community, the schools, when you go to pick whatever, your home, when you walk into the kitchen in the morning time, you know, this shapes you, how you feel emotionally. We've already talked some about emotional intelligence and how the words come out of your mouth. You know, people that are passive aggressive, I don't know if they... If everybody intentionally is passive aggressive and they mean one thing, but they'll say another. But when I see someone be passive aggressive, I see a hurt person. And we know what we're talking about. Someone's hurt, they will lash out and intentionally hurt others. So that to me, that's a choice. When you become aware of it, that's what you're doing. You have a choice to turn that off. Those words are destructive. So on your own floor, you can do it. No one can own that floor space under your feet better than you. Stand tall. Shoulders are back. A smile on your face. And you look inside someone's eyes to see them. Look at them. Look at their body posture. You know, this, this will help 
This will amplify your presence. You, you want to be seen and known? This does it right there. Amplify your presence. I am lucky enough to hang around with several people like that, but one I hang around with um, on a weekly basis is Linda Stratton, and she smiles from the inside out. And she smiles at every single person and she talks to every single person. And she's just, and she's just happy to be alive. She's in joy. And so it carries over. So I get to witness it. And then, and I, I really try to be that way as well. You know, it will make sure that your words will come out with optimal impact. Whoa. Your words come out with optimal impact to build create, to lift, okay? That's that's the optimal impact we want to have on whoever hears them. I love that. You know, even if you're on a podcast and you don't, I do podcasts where you they're visual and vocal, but even if you didn't see me, I hope that you hear that in me. I hope that it comes across and it, it nourishes you. Number two is refrain. Refrain forward. I love this. This is a big one. Woo! This, this is an explosion one. Instead of expressing yourself in terms of what you cannot do, you cannot do. Oh my gosh, those words are terrible. Refrain your language in ways that expresses forward what you can do, what's possible. Now, here's, here's when you know, and if you hear these words, I want you to stop right then and I want you to correct yourself. I do it now, especially when I'm in training with a, a two groups and I'll go, whoop, did you just hear me say that? Because we're starting to hold each other accountable. I can't, I don't, I won't, I want, I need. These are words that we're waiting for other people to step in and save us from those words. You don't need that. You have you. So let's save you so you can go out and save others. Instead, say this, I can, I am, I will. I choose, because we do, people. We choose how we're going to walk out in the day. I have, I love, I create, I enjoy. And, you know, I told you, Linda asked me that question, oh, probably months back now. Everything to me is yesterday. And she said, are you finding joy from it? Are you spreading joy when you do it? And I looked at her and I said, no, I'm not. And she said, made it simple. She said, then choose not to do it. Oh, what a concept. Choose not to do it. Why make yourself a victim? No one did that to me, but me. I did it. I did it. No one else did. So choose, choose joy. Choose to, to give it. Avoid absolute number three. That's a biggie deal. Avoid absolutes. Instead, they are, they're just, they're so stupid. I can't believe they think that way. On and on and on. Absolutes. Say, you know, these people see things differently than I do. Why? Why do they see things differently? You know, I wonder what they see that I'm missing. And so that's when I'll say, well, give me clarity. Well, how does that live like that? What does it feel like when you're in that? What, what is that? What, what, what? And I, and I keep asking those, those questions. So instead of saying around, no one around here is listening to a word I say. Anybody said that? 
I've heard it countless times. Try some people don't seem to listen to me. I wonder how I can speak in a way that will gain their attention. How I can have a conversation. What can I do? How, what, what verbiage can I do? How can I act? This is something that is lifting. And also it takes you away from the, the mindset of a victim. Because we don't want to go there. You know, hurt people, hurt others. When we're a victim, we can't be a victim without the perception that someone else is hurting us. And sometimes that person that's hurting you the most is you and the words that you use. Don't apologize for your opinion. Now, I will tell you that for three-fourths of my life, yes, three-fourths of my life, I apologize for my breath. I apologize for my existence. And I was always trying to lay down in a mud puddle and let you walk over me. Because you didn't demand it, you didn't want it, but I did it because I didn't understand my worth and that we were all created with worth and that we all are beautiful human beings. But I, so I would do things over and over. And I thought, well, if I give away, if I give away every ounce of my time, if I give away everything I just about own. So stop apologizing for your opinion. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't apologize when you've done something wrong, but your opinion is not wrong. Now, I want you to think about this. You know, and this happens more with women than it does anybody. Women are way up there on the Richter scale of doing this. You know, they will preface their opinions with an apology. I've done that before. Um, uh, I'm just uh, telling you this in case it might work. I'm just, so what I was doing was, that was my apology. How, do, how dare me think I can tell you this? How, how dare me do that? Who am I to do that? So, you know, this minimizes you. This, this takes and puts you in a, your subconscious in a very victimized situation. So every time you try to lift up or do something new or try to create, you're, hitting that you're you're going on and on with that so you're not getting the real you when you do that so we want to make sure that that we're not allowing that to happen you know so if you're doing that stop it right now just stop it and when and you can be in mid-sentence i don't care in front of three thousand people go stop did you just hear me say that hey i'm better than that and so are you we're not going to go with that word that's how you save a situation so do you have to, you do have to apologize. You don't have to apologize for your opinion. You just need to be respectful of others. Oh, I love that. You just have to be respectful of others. I am Barbara Britt. I'm a culture strategist and you can go to my website, barbarabritt.com. And I am ready, getting ready um, in this week to have my, um, my, um, corporate page uplifted, my menu, so to speak, all the different things. But know this, that if I come into your company, I'm going to come in first to listen, to learn, and to see how I can make a difference with you, how I can help you 
do the pathway. You know, we all have different strengths. That's my strength. It's my love. It's my passion. It was what I was created to do. And it's what I love to do. If you like anything that you heard today, please let me know. Go to my website, barbarabrit.com. Let me know. And I will absolutely send you some information. Uh, you know, nothing expected from you. I just will send you information. I want you out there to use those words. I want you to, to be able to uplift others. Other thing that you will see, excuse me. The other thing that you will see is that um, I will have a women's retreat getting ready to be launched out. And this is where one or two women that are in a transition and they've reached some great things in their life. And they're saying this, what now? Where can I go now? What can I do? What can I be? And so you will take a journey with me, come in on Friday and leave on Sunday afternoon. You will take a journey that I guarantee you that when you walk out of here, you might not even need to get a plane ticket to go back home. You might be able to just fly right back over there. You're going to come out empowered. You're going to come out emboldened. You're going to come out knowing your purpose and the action steps to get you there. So I'm Barbara Britt. Let me know if I can do anything for you and um, go out there and share and make sure that you are completing others as well. Again, I can't wait for you to join me for my next podcast because we're going to give you four more of the words and they are powerful. Thank you for joining me today. You're with Brain Fuel with Barbara Britt.